0: in his book five practices of fruitful congregations robert snazzy united methodist bishop in texas says that churches that want to thrive do five things well radical hospitality passionate worship intentional faith development risk taking mission and service and extravagant generosity this year i have asked you as a church to consider two of these more carefully in our practices, radical hospitality and intentional faith development. We have made some good strides, but as with any practice, we have to keep after each of these because failure to perform these five practices in an exemplary way leads to congregational deterioration and decline. In particular, I would like to lift up and celebrate with you this morning the potluck that we had in September where we shared food together with our Emmaus Cafe guests. This was radical hospitality and a significant step forward for this church. It symbolized that Emmaus is becoming less of something that we do for someone else and more of something that we do with people whose names we know and stories we have heard. Also opening up our doors every, Sept- every December for the holiday stroll is radical hospitality. What the Presbyterian women do downstairs with the soup supper and allowing the elementary school choirs to come up here and do their performances in our sanctuary, these are examples of a church welcoming people in an exemplary way one of the elders who helped to coordinate the choirs up here heard several people comment I can't believe that your church opens up their doors and lets all of these people in here hospitality is radical when people on the outside recognize it and tell us about it so thank you for this work That shows that we are open to receiving the stranger in our midst. What I suggest that we do today is look at this story of Jesus' birth through the lens of hospitality. We think that we know this story well because it is a story that we like to tell every Christmas. There is no room at the inn, swaddling clothes, shepherds abiding, angels singing, Jesus is born. Let's sing joy to the world and go home and watch the bears play the jets. (laughs) Oh, and it's bowl week, so that's gonna be fun too. (laughs) But despite its familiarity, I love the story. And every year I hear something new that piques my curiosity and enlivens my spirit. So I ask you to join me in this imaginative process of hearing the story again through the lens of radical hospitality. I'd like to start with a quote from and this is where I really ask for your patience. A quote from John Calvin. In his commentary on this story, John Calvin is remarking on the phrase that we know in verse seven, the phrase, because there was no room in the inn. And reflecting on that phrase about no room, he writes this When Jesus was thrown into a stable and placed in a manger and lodging refused him among humans, It was so that heaven might be opened to us, not as a temporary lodging, but as our eternal country and our inheritance, and that angels might receive us into their abode. So that heaven might be opened to us and our eternal country and our inheritance. Isn't that wonderful? That is God practicing radical hospitality. God gives Jesus to us and in the process God makes a home for us. Giving and welcoming, serving, going together. We hear it in the Christmas carol, Good for it, could Christian men rejoice With heart and soul and voice Now ye hear of endless bliss Jesus Christ was born for this He has opened heaven's door And we are blessed forevermore Christ was born for this Christ was born for this So Jesus brought heaven that much closer to us. So the wall that divides God's realm and this realm becomes paper thin. There is a new existence where shepherds see angels and bright lights and they hear choir singing, they give gifts, opening doors and making welcome welcome. even to the low-class, stinky shepherds. That's what also happens when we give and we receive gifts as we do this time of year. When you give a gift to someone, your soul is connected to their soul. When you receive a gift from someone, your life becomes more a part of their life. When people give To the church, you feel more connected to the body of Christ. When you give money to help feed the poor and to give coats to those who are cold this morning, you are connected to the world around you. The spaces that, that exist between us, they become more thin and they collapse. And then we can see ourselves for who we truly are. So what if we read the entire Bible story this way? What if this was the way that we talked about our faith, where we allowed the scriptures to open up for us new worlds of possibilities, where we recognize that the presence of God is all around us, and the kingdom of God is near, as Jesus tells us that's an exciting view of the faith where we would measure our faithfulness not by well be how well behaved we are or by how hard we work but how much we might make other people feel welcome in god's imaginal realm you see god is already the host. And that doesn't let us off the hook. In fact, Jesus coming to be one of us enables us, and it empowers us to provide hospitality to others. Because Christ has welcomed us, we welcome others, and we do it out of gratitude for God's abundant love, not out of duty or guilt. So here is how this plays out for us here at First Pres Muscatine. When Charlie is baptized here in just a few minutes, we will ask you as the congregation to make a commitment to love Charlie, to receive him and to teach him the way of Jesus. This is a huge commitment on your part because he will learn from you what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. He will learn from you the practices of fruitful congregations. You will have the opportunity to teach Charlie about radical hospitality. So we have to take seriously our vows so that Charlie will learn that being a Christian is much more than just being a nice guy who obeys all the rules or someone who works hard and has a good work ethic. From you, Charlie will learn what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. He will learn from you about what it means to forgive someone who has hurt you. He will learn from you to pray for our enemies and to do unto others as we would have done unto us. So that, someday, when some low-class, stinky shepherds show up saying that they have heard angels talking about the birth of a Messiah and they have heard heavenly choirs singing glory to God, then Charlie will be able to receive them and listen to them and learn from them and not turn them away because they weren't what we expected. There are always choirs singing. There are always lights shining. There are always shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch. It is our job, our joy, and our responsibility to share this good news with Charlie so that, so that by the grace of God, we will make this way known in the world. Amen. Now we will sing the first two verses of Away in a Manger. We can remain seated.